Welcome to the Everyday Ultra Podcast, a show designed to help you level up your training, crush your races, and ultimately become a better endurance athlete every single day. Whether you're an endurance athlete as a hobby or someone who wants to be the best in the sport, this is the show for you. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and thank you so much for listening. Now, let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Everyday Ultra Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Corsione, and today we have an awesome episode. So let me just give you all a number in a date format for you here. 17 days, 19 hours, 52 minutes. What is that time, you might ask? Well, that is the time for the new female self-supported fastest known time on the legendary Arizona Trail, which was just broken very, very recently by our guest today. She went out and smashed this record. And it is just so awesome to see someone not only get like an FKT on a long trail like that, but the Arizona Trail. I mean, it's so volatile. Um, I live in Arizona, so I've, I've seen the highs, I've seen the lows of it. And it's just I think it's one of the most uniquely brutal trails in the sense of just so many different climates, so many different terrains and just, and even just the seasonality of it. Like you can't really pick like an optimal season because there's just so many different temperature changes. So anyone who goes through and gets the record on this trail is just someone who I see is like really just an absolute beast. And so that applies to our guest today too, um, who had just completed it. We're going to be on here talking about her journey, talking about her reasons, so why she, why she did it. And then also how this isn't her first attempt and, and kind of how she really, really on this second attempt, got it all together and was able to really just not only complete it, but get the FKT for it. So without further ado, today's guest is Katie Brown, the new FKT holder for female self-support of the AZT. Katie, Thank you so much for coming on and congratulations again, my friend. You are amazing. <laughs> Thanks so much, Joe. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, I'm, I'm so happy you're here too, because as I said before, I'm just always uh, amazed by someone who can complete the trail, nonetheless get an FKT on it. So it's super, super amazing. So, but, but before the FKT, before the, these long distance challenges, and I know, you know, you, you've had, uh, you know, your fair share of success in 24 hour races and, and other big races too. What got you into this, this crazy sport of just multi-day endurance and, and putting yourself and pushing yourself out there? Cause I'm, you know, going on an Arizona trail or even going for the FKT is, uh, it's, that's big. So I'm curious, like what got you on this path to eventually lead to where you are today? You know, it's been a really, really fun and interesting path for me back in uh, 2012. It kind of all started for me when I uh, decided I wanted to hike the Appalachian Trail. Mm. And I I actually ended up hiking uh, the entire Appalachian Trail in three different big sections and kind of fell in love with this idea of, um, of carrying everything you might possibly need on your back and moving with, uh, just with yourself, with your body, uh, and getting places. Um, I loved it so much. In fact, that I decided then very next year in 20 or after, you know, four years, uh, I finished the Appalachian trail in, in, uh, three big sections. And, uh, in 2016, I, I picked up and, uh, decided to hike the, the continental divide trail. Uh, and I did that over one season and just fell very, very deeply in love with uh, the outdoors and and spending time um, uh, with its brutality, <laughs> to, to, to be very plain. I, you know, I, I, I'm a huge respecter of, of, of the outdoors and it's not necessarily your friend, but there is there is a way to find, find harmony with, with, uh, what you find outside. And, uh, that in turn got me into ultra running. Uh, I had a good friend here in uh, Utah where I live, who just was flabbergasted that I, that I could pull off 30 mile days on the CDT. And I, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, ultra run. And so I did my full so first ultra marathon. It was a 50 K, uh, uh, a local 50 K here in, uh, in Salt Lake and just absolutely fell in love with the, the, this, this kind of, um, um, concentrated version of through hiking. Um, and the, just over time, just kind of, 
um, became familiar with, you know, FKTs. And I actually became familiar with FKTs in uh, 2015, which uh, uh, I finished up my last very large section of the AT. And during which I had the opportunity to meet Heather Anderson when she was completing her southbound FKT of the Appalachian Trail, which was actually very uh, pivotal, uh, unbeknownst to me, a very uh, influential uh, thing for me to have, to have had the opportunity to have met her, um, you know, started following her, read her books. And, and honestly, like, I, I would not have even had the audacity to think that this was something that I could accomplish without, um, uh, the inspiration of Heather. That's so awesome. That's amazing too. How I I think it's so interesting how you came into this doing the AT in the three different sections and then doing the CDT and then getting into ultra running. Cause a lot of people that I know personally, they'll like start an ultra running and then they're like, yeah, I kind of want to go into these like big through hikes and kind of smash it. But it's so cool to see that that like accumulated long days, like the first of all, 30 miles without ultra running, like each day is, (laughs) that is is impressive. I I did. Oh, your friend who made that same comment. That's just unbelievable. (laughs) And to see you kind of marry these two things together to like kind of combine the speed with the multi-day through hike, uh, into the efforts that you're going into today, which is super, super cool. Yeah, it it was definitely uh, a really awesome journey and, um, yeah, I've had a lot of adventures in between, but, uh, uh, definitely those were my inspiration for, for, thinking that the Arizona trail was thinking there was something that I could even, even dream of doing. So let alone an SKT. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's so cool to see you had that prior experience, with you know, two of the legendary big trails, like the the AT and CDT. So I'm curious from your perspective, like why, why the Arizona trail? Because right. There's other trails out there, right. There's, you know, John Muir, PCT, Colorado trail, you know, ice age trail. There's so many different trails out there. Um, but what kind of drew you to like the Arizona trail? Like maybe not just for the specific attempt. Cause I know there was a, the first time that you, uh, attempted in 2019, but what kind of drew you to that specific trail? Cause I'm always interested in seeing like what the reason is behind why people choose the trails that they choose. Um, there's a couple different reasons. I mean, obviously logistically, um, I work full time. I needed something that I could do within, um, a certain time period. Um, I also wanted something that was somewhat challenging and something that was within my reach. Um, I was, uh, I also specifically Arizona because I, I am deeply attracted to, um, the ruggedness of the desert. Um, and like, the renewing sense of being that I have when I spend time in the desert. And uh, on top of that, my, my mother's family, um, is all from Arizona. And so I've spent, I've spent a lot of time, uh, in, in the area, just never in the wildernesses around it. And I just grew up with my mom talking about, you know, riding horses in the superstition mountains and, and just kind of, uh, having this uh, almost magical idea of of these areas, and was always very interested in um, the progression of the Arizona Trail as well. I know a lot of people who have done their their FKT attempts have done it uh, southbound. I was very curious about this idea of doing a northbound because uh, if you're familiar with the Arizona Trail, the first 400 and four or 500 miles of the trail, if you're coming from the South are very, 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 very hard. You have several different sky islands that you, uh, go up and down and it's just basin, mountain, basin, mountain, basin, mountain for, uh, about 500 miles. And it's extremely difficult. And then you hop onto the mugging rim and it's like, it's like, what mountains? (laughs) Like these are just going on rolling hills. Uh, until you get, of course, to that big old ditch, Grand Canyon, and then you have some fun with that. But um, so just this, I, I, I like hard. I, and that's like weird to say, but I, I, you know, you mentioned my 24 hour races, those were all like vertical challenges as well. And so this, I, I know the strengths of 
my body and my, the strengths of my body is I can move for a really long time going up and down. (laughs) (laughs) And I definitely like put myself to the test with the Arizona trail by, um, um, and it was, it was a humongous challenge, but I'm, I'm, uh, you, you would think after my 2019, uh, effort, I would have maybe been dissuaded from it, but I was, was very, very convinced that, or very, uh, convinced that I, that I knew, I knew that I was going to come back and, and try it again at some point, uh, just kind of fell in love with, with, the with how that trail is and how truly rugged, uh, that trail is. And it, it is, it would surprise anyone who does the Arizona trail as their first kind of uh, through hike I'm always very impressed with especially now because you know knowing how how rough it it actually is and and not not just for its uh, terrain but also logistically water water sources are very scarce on the Arizona Trail so it's a it's a very difficult trail but I kind of saw that as an opportunity and a challenge um and also just fit within within my own uh schedule as far as when I could do it. And, you know, for a lot of trails, um, springtime is still pretty early, uh, especially if you're thinking John Muir trail or, mm-hmm. or something this year is, uh, is, um, still pretty early for an FKT. And, and, uh, so this one just fit the bill. This, this is what I, what I wanted, what I needed. Uh, it gave me the challenge and it, and it gave me also some, some renewal the last two years, as you can imagine, as a nurse have been Mm. a little bit challenging. So this has just been something that, um, I've wanted to do and gave me the opportunity to kind of challenge my wit, my brain and my mental, uh, capacity and my emotions in a completely different way. And, uh, so yeah, it just kind of checked all those boxes. Oh, that is awesome. And I love how like you hit like all of the important boxes, like you mentioned, like logistics, the ties to family being there, like the good memories that you've always had, like in, in your head. And then also the challenge, and especially, I love what you said, like, you know, a lot of people going like southbound in the beginning, you were like northbound, I'm going to end on the Grand Canyon. It's going to be great. Like we're, we're going to do it. Like that just shows, I feel like that you are just so, uh, so into the challenge and so into that stuff. And then to add it on with an FKT, I mean, it's just unreal and awesome. And I know you mentioned in there before, and I know I brought it up in the past is so the first time around was like 2019 into that attempt. Was that also an FKT attempt too? And I guess what kind of like, I guess like what happened with that attempt and then kind of like taking on to how that led into this attempt. I know you mentioned you wanted to come back, but you know, just to kind of like set the stage, like what happened in that 29, 2019 attempt, um, so to say. So the 2019 attempt was interesting for me because um, I was still coming into this idea. I, I keep saying this word audacity that I had the audacity to think that I could do that, to, mm. that I could that in in break a record. And so when I when I went out there uh, in 2019, I was not vocal about the fact that I wanted to to see if I could go do uh, see if I could beat her record, uh, uh, Heather mm. Anderson's record. And I wasn't vocal about, it. I only told like a couple people, what I told oh, people is, oh, I just want to see how fast I can do it. I just want to see what my body can do. So it was definitely like, I was very, very hesitant to like be vocal at all about it, which I know, like if, if, you know, if you're talking like official, like FKT website rules, you're there, there are some guidelines, especially with the premier trails. Um, and so I, I wasn't quite, uh, I was very timid, I guess the word what mm. is, um, about, you know, my abilities to see if that was something that like, was even like, uh, like I wanted to be realistic. Like, could I realistically move, uh, you know, 40 miles a day for X amount of time? Is that even something that I could physically pull off? Um, and then, you know, 10 days later, 500, you know, 500 some odd miles in, um, there I was like 60 miles from Flagstaff and, uh, this, this awful cold front moved in (laughs) and there was a, there was a, a, just a weird, uh, storm that came in and, and it snowed on the muggy and rim and turned the entire rim into just this clay pile of mud you know the kind of mud that just piles inches and inches on your feet 
And, you know, my, my three to four mile an hour pace turned into like a mile, mile and a half hour, hour pace. And at that point I, I wasn't as wise as I was this time around. And I didn't have a ton of time to, uh, to be playing around in the mud essentially. Like, cause you know, at least I wanted to like finish the trail, even if I didn't get the FKT and, you know, I had the same intention uh, this time around. I at least just, I just wanted to finish the trail. I'm, uh, FKT would, would have been awesome, but I just wanted to finish the trail and I couldn't even do that. Cause I, you know, was moving so slow and I didn't really have the, the time to take a day off and let things dry out. And, and, and then on top of that, it just got straight up cold. I wasn't prepared for the cold front that moved in as, as, as well. So, um, you know, circumstances beyond my control, uh, occurred, which, you know, FKTs are, are a, a combination of a co- successful FKT attempts or a combination of, you know, the, the, the person, but it's also, <laughs> unfortunately, it's like a whole ton of luck as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, things have to just fall into your, in, into place. And um, that just wasn't the, that just, it just wasn't the story for me that year. And that's like totally fine with me because, you know, I learned a ton. I learned a ton about myself, first of all, that, that was within my grasp, that moving, Mm. moving that kind of, um, for those kinds of hours and, and, uh, for that amount of time was something that I could physically do. So I gained a lot of confidence from that attempt. Um, I also just kind of, um, over the, you know, and beyond 2019 and mostly like this last year, just in kind of thinking about this idea of, of, um, repeating this attempt, is just kind of gaining a lot of confidence to be um, unapologetically vocal about it Mm. Um, and in a way that like made me really happy and so and it was super scary to like go out and like post hey I'm gonna go do this and yeah I've never been the type that's like I'm gonna go win this thing you know first of all like I don't know if I can and second of all like even if I do, like, I don't want to be that person, you know, and being, you know, I think that's something that like we as females are kind of socialized to, you know, we're, we're not supposed to be like the, the big strong winners. And if we're uh, vocal about it, you know, we're, we're full of ourselves or whatever, but, um, so it was definitely like a practice in, in kind of, uh, having, having trust in myself and, and, you know, being vocal about it was, was probably one of the best things I, I could have done for myself for this attempt. It was so much fun, like the, the amount of support and um, people that reached out uh, for me, especially when I was having a super hard time um, on the trail that really just uh, buoyed me up in a, in a way that that just wouldn't have happened had I not been um, so vocal about it. That's awesome. I love that. Like, I think that's, uh, I love how you said that too. Like just being vocal about it made you like happy. And like, I, I'm a firm believer that like, when you like talk about a goal, it like almost like makes you like more exciting. I'm sure there's like some neuroscience that people smarter than than me can explain out there, but like, there's something about like talking about a goal and vocalizing it and making it out there that just makes it like, just so much more exciting and like just real and everything. And to your point, like when you said like, Oh, so many people are supporting, it's like, when you kind of like put that out there, like people know, like, they're like, Oh, like I want to support you. Like, what can I do to help? And all those kind of things. And I think that's so, so awesome to see that. And then I also thought it was awesome too. When you mentioned how, like you proved to yourself on that, like first 2019 attempt, you're like, crap, I can do this. Like I can move this fast. I can do it. And I feel like just having that belief, like probably just like set you up for so much success, like coming into this one. Cause like now you were just like, so confident you're talking about it and like you have that experience under your belt like that just eliminates that kind of like uncertainty of that stuff which like i'm sure is like led to your success for this for this attempt that you had i i'm i'm positive about that i just uh i'm i'm almost glad that that it wasn't a successful attempt in 2019 because i wouldn't have had this experience and this has been so much more meaningful because of just the way that i've gone about it and uh just super grateful for the experience oh that's awesome i i love that and i think i think you know when you look at very successful people not just successful people but people are just like really just enjoying the challenges that they're doing uh which it sounds like is totally you is like just taking the experiences especially like when they're out of like things out of your control that kind of come away and knock it out. Right. You go through all this training, like you go through all this logistics and then like, 
literally the one like few things that maybe you can't plan for coming and knock it away to you see it as like, like I'm grateful for this and I use this and uh, see the good in it. Like that I think is like the hallmark of people who are not just successful, but just very fulfilled in what they do. And um, I think you, you have that in there. So I definitely wanted to just highlight that because I thought that was just (laughs) awesome to say. So now, you know, 2022 rolls around and and you're ready to gear for the trail. I'd love to kind of hear, you know, the, the, the nitty gritty, the stories, like the, the the adventure of like the Arizona trail because have you been like on other shows like kind of describing it before is this kind of like the first uh the the first like description (laughs) of it so to say I I mean I guess this is my first like official description so I feel kind of some pressure here Joe (laughs) oh man I don't mean to put the pressure on you I know I I mean selfishly I just love to hear like just this because there's so I mean, over the course of, you know, just under 18 days or 18 days, you can really like, there's gotta be just so much stuff in there. And I've, I was seeing your stories in there and I just thought they were just, uh, your Instagram stories that is of just recapping the trail. And I just, I think there's just so much good in it. So I guess like going into like this attempt, I guess like how did it, how did it start out? Like how, how was that like energy? Like you're going northbound. And first of all, actually, before, before we get into there, I know listeners are probably like, dude, come on. Like what, what was the decision <laughs> to go like self-supported? Because that's a whole, whole beast on itself. Dude, I'm, um, a, I'm a, I'm a through hiker, man. There's just, awesome. no, there's just no other way for me to do it. <laughs> that is so I, awesome. I, I would, I don't think I'd do uh, any sort of long trail any other way. It that just felt right. I love that. I love that answer too. It's like, like, you're just like, yeah, no brainer. That's just me. Like you can tell this is a part of you and and I love it. And it goes back to the challenge, right? Like self-supported way harder than just fully supported <laughs> with a crew and everything. So kudos to you. But so anyways, you're, you're on the, on the day one of this trail and, and, you know, you're ready to go at the second attempt. You've been telling people you've been hyping it up. Like you've got all this confidence kind of going in. So what, what were those first few days on the trail? Like uh, the first few days for, well, I, I would say like the first day was amazing. Uh, I started in the afternoon, which was kind of different. Uh, uh, cause in my head I'd be starting in the morning way early and actually started about almost two o'clock in the afternoon and, uh, was able to go like 20 miles a day. I didn't really, uh, I really think sleep is, is, and rest is super, super, super important just in general. Uh, so I knew that that was going to be like a high priority for me on this attempt. So, yeah, I didn't want to walk too late. I think I walked to like 10, 10 30 at night and, and, and called it a day. And then the, you know, the next day or, or two, um, um, I think the energy was like super high. And then, uh, I had my first kind of, uh, um, uh, I would say, I don't know, a bump glitch, whatever my, um, you know, in a, in an attempt to be super ultra lightweight, you try to condense all of your gear to be multifunctional. So my phone acted as not just my phone, my communication method, my maps, my, uh, GPS, my, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My, my photo, my camera, my, you know, all the things, my entertainment, and so, um, at some point it was during the day I was walking, uh, it was when I was, you know, I think I was approaching, um, uh, the Rincon mountain range and, uh, and, uh, my phone just froze, man. It like, it locked me out. Um, and oh, it locked man. me out for, you know, how, like if you type in your code wrong, it, it locks you out for like five minutes or something. Yeah. If you have an iPhone and, uh, it locked me out for, for an hour. And I was like, okay, well that's, that's fine. Like I can like this, like, I'm not in like a crazy part of the trail. I don't need to like navigate too much, you know, whatever. And then like, it, it, you know, my phone, it would like count down the minutes, got to 52 minutes and then wouldn't move. And for three hours, (laughs) for three hours. And so I was like, kind of having just like this freak out moment in my brain, like, oh my gosh, like I'm in the middle, middle of the wilderness. Like I don't have any access to anything. I don't know where my water sources are. Like mm. I kind of had an idea of where my water sources are. So I ran out of water. So I definitely like had kind of like an internal, um, panic attack has been a really long time since I've had one of those. And it was just, you know, I finally got to my, my water source. And I just, you know, broke down and, and, and sobbed. And, and it, was, it wasn't one of those moments where I thought I was going to be quitting, but it definitely was just, just the reality of, of the, 
the fragility of my success uh, Mm. was just very real to me that something so silly as like my phone not working could knock me off of this attempt. Mm. And, and so that was just a, that was just a really kind of, um, I I just remember as I was crossing under uh, I-10 that night after all this had occurred, um, just collapsing and, and sleeping for the night, just kind of just being overwhelmed with this, like I said, this, this idea that, that my success was, um, was stacked on some, some really important things, uh, working. And one of those was my phone. And so, yeah, yeah it was just, just, uh, so that was just a really interesting and that kind of, you know, the days following that, that, uh, that event were also just really, really hard. You know, if you're uh, familiar with Micah mountain, that's like a hell of a climb and it's a hell of a climb to do at like two o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) So like, that was like super, super hard. And then like, when I was climbing up Mount Lemon the day after, uh, like I, you know, all I wanted to do was make it to the general store in Summer Haven. And, and I got to the, finally got to like the, you know, the, my high point of Mount Lemon, uh, and looked at my watch and I was like, oh, there's no way I'm making it. And then I just remember looking at my watch maybe an hour or two later and realizing I only had two, two and a half miles Mm. to the general store. And I had 45 minutes (laughs) (laughs) and just realizing, oh my God, I think I could make it. (laughs) And so like those just like, you don't realize how those like little things just kind of boo you. I literally made it to that general store 10 minutes before it closed. Oh, thank goodness. And, And, you know, just like, the the I I remember I got you know I got a couple of uh cup of soups or ramen noodle things and and uh and uh frozen tamale and warmed up in their microwave and I just couldn't have been like happier um so those first like couple days were I would say the first week was was extremely difficult you know and it was just the cycle throughout the day waking up kind of stoked and then just like the heat of of southern Mm. arizona just kind of and the you know having to hike up all those mountains and you know those kind of challenges kind of weighed on me throughout the day and then you reach like kind of the end of the day where you know you know physically you're you're you know, your body's maybe like, Oh, like it's the end of the day. It's time to like chill out, you know, calm down. I'm starting to pass hikers in their tents and just my brain just got, you know, on a daily basis, probably from about like four or five o'clock in the afternoon till dark, my brain was just high anxiety. And I I can't really explain to you why. Mm. Um, but just, uh, I think it's just because of this idea of like, you know, wanting to, to, you know, because I am like a through hiker at heart. I wanted to stop and I wanted to hang out. I wanted to chill. And then just having to like constantly remind myself, no, like you can't, um, you gotta keep moving. Like you have a purpose. Like this is something that like is important to you and just having to remind myself. And I, I remember, um, just running into, to some really instrumental, like, people that, you know, just randomly met meeting people and telling them kind of as, you know, as, as appropriate, what I was, what, what I was out there doing. And, and, uh, I, you know, I met this really amazing, uh, hiker who, uh, we have a couple of mutual friends. She, she was hiking the grand enchantment trail, which, uh, coincides with the Arizona trail mm-hmm. for a little bit. And, and she had some really, really awesome, encouraging words to me on a day that I literally would have quit. Um, I, with every step was like, no, you're not good enough. No, you're not fast enough. Mm. No, you like, this is not something within your ability. And, you know, I talked to her and she was incredibly encouraging. And then after our conversation, I kind of gave my own self a talking to, (laughs) uh, I literally gave myself a talking to, I stopped, put my backpack down and like yelled at myself mm. <laughs> for, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm big believer of self-love, but I really needed a talking to in that, in that very moment. And just to tell myself to, to quit with all the negative self-talk mm. uh, because that was just really, really dragging me down. And that was right before I went down into uh, Roosevelt mm. Lake 
uh, to resupply. And I just, you know, my phone was dying. My power bank was dying. Like everything was just dying. And I was just, just not in a good space when I went down into Roosevelt Lake and there's no service in Roosevelt Lake. So I couldn't even like do anything and everything had to charge anyway. And so it just, <laughs> I remember climbing out of, of Roosevelt Lake, you get really good service, maybe like two or three miles outside of uh, Roosevelt Lake. So I ended up calling my husband, cry, crying a whole ton on the phone with him. And he was like, you know, like, have you thought about like, you know, like just like kind of sharing like what's what's going on or like how this has mm. been going for you? Because um, I think like people would be really like really interested to like see how the process is going and and um honestly, like I'm not the type of person who really wants or needs or seeks uh, a lot of our validation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I can tell you that was like a lifesaver for me. Um, Just being able to, and you know, it's a post on, uh, I did a post on my Instagram and, and just talked about how challenging the the days had been and, and what followed were, you know, just, I, I might get a little emotional. We're just really words and of encouragement from people that people I both knew and didn't know, but mm. literally it brought me to tears. Um, just being able to, you know, I read them and I laughed at them and I got personal messages and, and it was just, I, I guess, I guess, when I set out to do this, I knew that I could do it. I was, I was very, uh, I didn't know how fast I could do it, but, but I knew my, my ability to uh, beat the FKT was, was like, I, I just really felt like I, I could do it in real time on a day-to-day basis, that belief in myself, when it was just, you know, if it were, plotted on a graph it would just be up and down up and down up and down up and down and that kind of that 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 chain of events and and just having this outpouring of 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 encouragement and messages and love um, and support from people was a very very pivotal moment for me in in the journey just just a reminder, just a constant reminder of, of that. I, that I do believe in myself and I had to remind myself that I believe in myself and I had to remind myself that other people believed in me as well. Mm. And it was just, it was so beautiful. And, you know, so I was kind of like renewed with, with, with that, with that. And then plus the, the added, the, the added information that I was pretty much done with all the really huge climbs after that. <laughs> so, so, you know, there was a kind of a culmination of, of a couple different things that kind of lifted my spirits. But as I came into, you know, that, you know, obviously when I, like I resupplied it in pine and got a burger, got some new shoes, some nice. new socks, climbed up onto the muggy and rim and I just was I think just completely high on life uh just knowing that I had made it you know higher higher elevations higher latitude you know different temperatures and then all of a sudden it was cold oh no <laughs> <laughs> not not too cold I mean there were there was definitely a couple nights where I woke up a little chilled um and didn't get the best loop because of the cold, but it was, it was more, more than not a, a, a huge relief to, to be out of the, the warm, warm weather. And, um, and you know, that area is just so, so gorgeous. Just you're oh, in the beautiful. Ponderosas, it's just rolling. It's, it's, uh, it's totally monotonous, but it's like the most wonderful type of monotony, like mm. just, just flat rolling, uh, beautiful, beautiful pine trees, beautiful high desert. Um, and then, uh, and then just, uh, going through, um, when I was reaching, what was I going to say about, oh, wow. Yes. So I was rolling through Flagstaff actually. And it was, you know, I had that moment where I, you know, I passed the very, the very place where I, uh, I called it quits, uh, mm. three years ago and just started bawling again. Just, I just couldn't, well, I, first of all, I couldn't believe that I'd made it to that spot. Uh, the, and I had made, made it to that spot, uh, in 
in like eight and a half days versus like 10 and a half days, I think. Wow. Uh, so that was like, that was like huge for me. Like, so I right. made it there way faster than I had the first time. And then just like, and then just, just the motions of moving through this, this location that I had had to make a very, very, very difficult decision to, to quit was just, I don't know if it was just healing or if there was closure there or just kind of this renewed sense of belief in myself. Um, but it was just kind of a cool moment of, of, oh, like I made it now. And then just, and then in addition to that, the idea of like all the trail that I had done, I had done before it to that point. Right. All <laughs> and so it was all just new. like, this, this, this moment of, Oh, I've just, I've never done any of this, this part of the trail. I mean, besides the grand Canyon, I'd never done any, any part of that, that, that trail before, uh, past that point. And so that was really exciting. And then, um, and then I was, as I was rolling, um, I, I remember it very, very clearly. I, I had just, uh, passed underneath, uh, I-40 and all of a sudden I started having this weird quad pain in my right quad. Um, and it was like, it was weird enough to me that I stopped early that night. Um, mm. cause I really wanted to give my quad some rest. And, um, and I, um, I was supposed to resupply at, um, you, if you take like the Walnut Canyon route through mm-hmm. Flagstaff, it, it is the you know, the quote unquote, uh, official route, I guess, instead of the urban Flagstaff route. And so you go around Flagstaff and you, you can resupply at this Conoco station, which is supposedly a 24 hour, uh, seven days a week, uh, Uh-oh. gas station. And so, <laughs> yes, you, you, you caught my supposedly. Um, so, so I, in my brain, I was like, oh, I could either resupply, you know, if I, if I make it all the way to the Conoco, that'll be about 50 miles. I could just walk another half mile and just, you know, uh, call it quits for the night. Um, and then my quad started hurting and I was like, okay, I'll just stop early for the night. And, um, and give my quads some rest. I'll wake up early. They're open. Like I can roll in about 4:35. Resupply. Keep going. Um, so that was my plan. And woke up early the next morning. And you know, every morning I was moving by anywhere from between between 3:45 and and five o'clock in the oh, morning, wow. just depending on on what what point I I woke up in the morning. Sometimes I didn't hear my alarm, but <laughs> um, so so I so I woke up that morning and rolled up to the gas station and no lights were on. <laughs> oh no. And so uh um and I had done an inventory of my of my food and I definitely had like a, a surplus of food with me. And so I, I I knew that I didn't really have to buy that much Thankfully, <laughs> mm-hmm. thankfully, because when I rolled up to the Conoco station, um, they had some uh, paper taped outside the door saying temporary hours six to six to ten. And it was like oh. four, four forty five in the morning at that point. And I kind of sat there and I was like, well, crap, <laughs> shit, shit, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what? What, what do I do now? <laughs> um, and so I made the decision, you know, I thought about like my, you know, the inventory that I'd taken the night before and I was like, all right, well, I'm pretty sure I can make it to the Grand Canyon. Uh, it'll definitely be tight, but I, I think if I'm like, uh, mindful about it, I'm pretty sure I can make it to the Grand Canyon. No problems. So I kept moving, but this quad pain just kind of developed throughout that morning it hadn't gone away from the night before and it kind of developed into a pain that uh, really, really had me worried. Mm. And I remember stopping at one of the trailheads you pass through uh, right before you start to traverse under, uh, under Humphreys and uh, just thinking it was a popular trailhead. My quad was in like uh, an unbelievable amount of pain. I just sat there thinking, what do I do? Like, I don't really like, I'm not like super familiar with my bailout options from here. Like if my quad really does start like hurting, uh, to X amount, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and so I sat there for probably about 45 minutes, which in, in through hiker FKT time, that's a lot of time. Yeah. I, I had a rule that, 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 you know, I couldn't stop anywhere for longer than, than about 10, 15 minutes at most. Oh, wow. So 
So uh, I sat there kind of deliberating. I, I cried a lot. I texted a couple of friends who uh, do body work and, and physical therapy, got some input from them and just kind of made a couple boundaries for myself physically. Like if, if my pain reached, you know, an X amount out of scale of 10, mm-hmm. I'll pull out. If I, you know, if this happens, I'll pull out, you know, I just kind of made a, you know, just a very clear uh, boundaries for myself. And then I just kept moving and I, and I, you know, the pain didn't really go away, but it wasn't really getting worse. So I kind of followed my, my friend's instructions as far as, you know, rubbing, rubbing it down. And, and, you know, I, I gave it some, I did a little wrap around it, did some, uh, you know, vitamin I therapy, um, and it didn't get worse. So, um, so I was like, okay, I guess I'm, I'm moving. I'm gonna, I definitely slowed down my pace that day. Um, but found that even though I was slowing down and stopping probably every two to three hours to, to give myself a, a nice little, uh, leg massage, um, it, I was still able to like do like 45 miles that day. And, and, oh, wow. and, and I was like, okay, well, I, I guess, and, you know, one of the, one of the thoughts that was moving through my head is, you know, is, is a fastest known time really worth injury? Mm. Um, cause I'm, I'm not, I'm not just a through hiker. I, I am an ultra runner and I do have races this summer. Uh, is, is this worth getting injured for? Um, mm. and just kind of thinking about that. I remember running into a lady, um, <laughs> she, she just was at, I don't, I don't know what in what caused her to come over and talk to me, but I was sitting at a water cache and she, she had been, you know, across the road and through the gate, uh, hanging out with her family and her family had driven off on, on one of those razor, uh, cars. And she was just hanging out waiting for them to come back. She walked over to me, was started asking me about local trails. And I was like, look lady, I'm not from here. <laughs> I'm not the person. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not who you talked to me about, but we just got into a conversation and I kind of explained to me what I was doing. And I, you know, just got really emotional because I was just going through a lot physically. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, what caused her to tell me that, but she just gave me one of the best pep talks I've ever gotten in my life. Just telling me, you are a strong, capable person and you're doing something really hard and you can do it. And it was just like, thank you for telling me this. Like, again, just like this, this, like this faults or of like, not being able to like believe in myself in that very moment. And and, uh, and then, and then finally I, my, um, if you're familiar with, jo- uh, Joey Campanelli, uh, he's, he's a local here in Salt Lake and, and we're friends and, and, uh, very familiar with his, uh, his, his different, uh, Appalachian Trail, uh, FKT attempts. And mm-hmm. on one of the, on one of those attempts, he had attempts, he had just this monstrous quad, uh, injury. And I had, mm. I had tagged him in some stories that, uh, cause I was trying to make light of the situation. I just remember him messaging me and was like, well, you know, you got four quads in each legs. And if you got two <laughs> trekking poles, you're like a V8. <laughs> I was, it just made me laugh. And I was like, well, I'm out one quad and I lost a trekking pole. So I guess I'm a V8. <laughs> so, or no, he said, oh, you're, that makes you a V10. And I was like, well, I lost a trekking pole and I, I'm out of quad. So I guess I'm a V8, but I guess that's still pretty good. And, and yeah. so just bringing some, but that really just, it really just focused the situation a little bit for mm-hmm. me that it just, what I was building up in my brain to be this like a uh, trip ending event really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, my pain wasn't getting worse. Uh, and in fact, over the, the next day and a half, uh, I swear to you, my body, at, uh, when I went in, cause my biggest fear, right. Was going into the grand Canyon with this mm-hmm. injury, like the oh, yeah. idea of doing the grand Canyon with the pain that I was feeling in my quad was just, I just, I've done the grand Canyon before as a runner. And that just, that I, that I was really, really, really nervous about it. Mm. And I woke up the morning to, um, I was probably about 20 mile, uh, night. I think I was 19 miles from, from the grand Canyon and I still had to resupply. So I woke up super early, 
got into the Grand Canyon and like my quad just felt awesome. Like it was like Whoa. the injury had never happened. I, I swear to you, I felt gaslit by my own body. It was what? like, what, what, what pain? What are we talking about? We, don't, we never hurt. Uh, it was, just, it was so weird, but I knew it happened because I'm positive that I was over. I was compensating with my, with my, uh, my lower leg. Cause then what started hurting was my lower leg. Extensors. Oh no. Um, oh God. But, uh, <laughs> But I got, I got into the Grand Canyon and it was when I got into the Grand Canyon that I, I resupplied, I, you know, ate a bunch of food and just, I, I kid you not, I don't think there was a happier person going into the Grand Canyon. My, my, you know, there was definitely had some pain like in my, in my right extensors, uh, in, in my lower calf, but like, man. I don't think, uh, cause at that point I was like, I've got less than a hundred miles left. I am on day 15. Mm. I, I can do this. I can do this injured or not. I can do this no oh matter what. And it was just like this, this, the amount of like joy and confidence, you know, even my husband would say he's, he's like, yeah, when I got off the phone with you, uh, cause I was, uh, talking to him as I was uh, walking over to the South Kaibab trail. And, and he's like, when I got off the phone with you, like you just sounded so different from like, when I talked to you or on earlier occasions, just like the confidence that you had was just really awesome. And, and I, and it was just like the most beautiful ascent. And I, I love the Grand Canyon. Like I said, I've done it a couple of times. And every time I go, I'm just, if you've never been to the Grand Canyon, even if you're just hanging out on the rim, man, it is the most incredible, beautiful place in the whole world, yes. at least that I've experienced thus far. And, and so I, I was just absolutely elated to be uh, not only going down to the Grand Canyon, but going down in, in pretty minimal pain <laughs> um, at that point. I mean, minimal, <laughs> I guess I'll say that with with a little bit of a great assault because my, my body was in a lot of pain at that point. But, uh, <laughs> but for, for what it had, what it had been doing thus far, like I, I was feeling pretty good about things and just, wow. I basically was high on life that entire um traverse of the Grand Canyon. I remember uh going up to the Manzanita water spot. Uh mm-hmm. and that's that's the where you know kind of your last major water spot before you uh start your major ascent up to the North Rim. And I remember just sitting there and just just getting really excited because it was about seven o'clock at night and uh, I knew I would be climbing up in the dark and I was mm-hmm. just super excited about that. And as I was you know, kind of going up the trail, the sun went down and, and the, the moon, which was, it was the night before the eclipse. So it was super, oh, wow. super duper bright. I didn't even have to turn on my headlamp for like an hour after sun, sunset. And so just, you know, just the magnificence of seeing like the, the moon shining off the Canyon walls. And just this idea that I knew that I was going to, you know, it, you know, barring major, major, a major incident, I knew I was going to finish. And so there was just a lot of like really good, happy, positive feelings, happy, positive vibes going through the Grand Canyon. And, and I remember waking up the next morning and knowing that it was my last full day of hiking and it was just it I don't know there was it was so funny I ran into this hiker and she was you know an an older lady and and uh and I I just remember saying hey how's it going and it was you know if you're familiar with that that part of the trail it's like this huge burn area after the Grand Canyon Mm. like humongous like 30, 40 miles of burn area. It's like not the prettiest. You're kind of like going alongside the highway that goes up to the North Rim. And it's just like, it's not like the prettiest thing. It's, it's, it's pretty in its own right. But I was just like stoked. I was moving. I was like relatively like my body was moving well. And I was like, Hey, how's it going? When I got to this lady and she was like, I hate this trail. (laughs) I was like, I was like, first of all, I was like, like the whole trail or like, you know, just this section. And she looked at me and she was like, this section. <laughs> and I just remember, okay, bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> just like, I, I, I just couldn't, I just like, it just made me laugh. I was like, oh man, we are totally different places mentally. Because <laughs> yeah. I was just like, 
I knew I was going to be finishing the next day. And so it just, it just made me so, so, so happy. And, and, you know, a couple hours before that, I had run into this lady that I had met right before I, I got into the Grand Canyon, right, right before I got into like the area of the Grand Canyon, she was section hiking and her and her husband were, were, were parked in there with their RV at one of the trail uh, at one of the trailheads and I recognized her and she recognized me and I was like, Oh, Shira, how's it going? <laughs> and, uh, and she gave me a seltzer and like, a, an orange. I was just like, I was just, just absolutely elated. And I remember going into the night, uh, and that was the night of the lunar eclipse. And oh my gosh, my, my very last night was the night of the lunar eclipse. And it was so strange, Joe, because, I, up to that point, I started the trail with a, with a new moon. So mm. there was no light in, you know, and every night as I moved into, uh, as I moved into the, the night, uh, the moon was slowly coming out and waxing. And then just my body was just so used to the, this, this, this natural light coming in at welcoming me, welcoming me into the night. And that night I had absolutely no light. And it was like the weirdest thing, like, where did my light go? (laughs) Um, And of course I I hiked long enough. I hiked till about midnight that night because it was my last full day of hiking. So I hiked pretty late and, uh, and I hiked long enough that the, you know, to, you know, have the full lunar eclipse happen and and just having that be my last night was like incredibly special incredibly incredibly special and uh but uh one thing that was funny um if you're if you're doing an fkt and you run into like problems on a on like a long trail i, sh- I should specify um you you often run into issues such as burns and and trail closures etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. so um so I had completely forgotten about the, the Magnum fire, which um, oh, yeah. happened a couple of years ago and, and closed about, I think it's like an eight mile section of trail or something. And there's an official alternate. So if you're doing an FKT, you're, you're instructed to, you know, follow the official alternates. And so I, I, I got to the trail closure and I was like, what the hell? Oh no. <laughs> like, it was like 10 o'clock and no, I was pretty sure it was like 11 o'clock at night. Cause I only walked for another like three or four miles after that. But, uh, but it was like late. And I was like, I sat down and I was like, what do I do? And it oh. took me probably a full 10 minutes to be like, Oh, I got to walk the alternate. Okay. All right. <laughs> gotcha. I completely forgotten about it. Um, and then I, I only slept for probably, I, I know I only slept for like three hours that night before I got up super early the next morning and was walking by like three 30 and because I had about 20 miles to the finish. And, uh, and I just remember just being, I don't, uh, just the range of emotions that last day, that last 20 miles, I should say was just kind of comical to me. One second I was crying, Cause it was, it was over another second. I was like, all right, get it together. You still need to walk. <laughs> you still need to finish this goddamn trail, you know? And then just like overwhelming, like, you know, I was, um, uh, you know, my brain was kind of, you know, having a hard time focusing. So I, you know, I turned on my phone for a little bit, got some messages and, and, you know, and then I remember just getting to that last downhill the very, very, very last downhill. And if you're familiar with the last, you know, three miles of trail, it it kind of sucks. It's like this, like bare is this like bare hill. That's like probably 50 million switchbacks. I kid you not. And like all of us, but I could see the end. I could Mm. see the end. It's like the last like mile and a half of trail. You can see the, you can see, see the state line campground. You can and I, and I knew that my husband was down there with a couple of friends waiting for me. And like, I don't know like what happened to my body, but it somehow forgot that it was in incredible pain. Like my feet hurt so much. I got, I got just a lot of blisters on this trail. Mm. And I think it's, yeah, I, 
I learned a lot about myself in this trail. One of these things, one of the things I learned is I probably need to try in gingy socks, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I got a lot. So my feet were just in a lot of pain at that point, a lot of just like kind of internal bruising, I think mm. as well. And then in addition to that, like my, at that point, my right, um, my right leg, the ex- my right foot extensors were just absolutely just not working right. And like, but then all of a sudden, I swear, like a mile and a half before the end, I'm going down this downhill and my body just starts running. And it, it, it ran the entire like last mile of trail. I was running and I remember seeing my husband, he was kind of on this last little like tiny little like little hill right before the end. And he sees me coming and he's like, she's coming like turned around and he ran and I was like right on his heels because I like I just couldn't stop like my body just was like done my body was so done and and if you know me or or have seen me finish any race uh I I'm a sprinter at the end or at least what I think my body is doing is sprinting I'm not quite sure what it actually looks like <laughs> uh, but I feel I feel like I'm sprinting and I I did I sprinted the very last little bit uh to the monument and just like this feeling of just elation of being done of knowing, you know, at, you know, at that point I had already done the math a bajillion times in my head as far as, you know, what my finish time was. And I knew I had, I had shaved a lot of time off the, off the FKT. And it was just, just this feeling of, of, of pride, of, of gratitude, of accomplishment, of, um, relief. And then my body died and I couldn't walk anymore. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think uh, I think my body just knew that it was done and that it could rest and I literally could not like walk more than like 50 feet it was just I was a very sad person for the first like day or two after <laughs> oh my gosh well first of all thank you for taking us on that journey like seriously I felt like I was literally like running aside you like through like <laughs> through like the, the brutal mountains in Tucson and through like Flagstaff and even the Grand Canyon, just seeing you so elated at like, and I think, I think like just the amazing thing about this entire story. And, and I just think is, is it speaks volumes to how you manage like the darkness, the low points, the pain, the negative self-talk is that like, even though you had those things on early in the beginning, it didn't match your experience like later on. Right. Like it, like, hearing you go through the grand canyon just like you know the quads feeling great like you're just on cloud nine just kind of going i think defies the common thinking when it comes to like these long events right because a lot of people think like it's gonna get worse and not just in ultras but in life in general right like you're in a crappy situation and you feel like it's going to be there forever. And like, that's what gets people to quit. Right. It's like, you know, Oh, it's going to be like this forever, but like your story proves. And I think this is a testament to how, you know, you uh, not only tap into yourself, but tap into others around you and just use that to build that belief up. It, It doesn't always get worse. And I just love that. And it just shows that, you know, you, I think anyone who does this, including yourself is someone who does complete these big things like this is like, they're a master at just managing those peaks and troughs of, of belief. Like you mentioned, I love that, that analogy. I thought that was beautiful. And uh, I think this whole story just like shows that thing and, and just how good you are at that, um, which is just unbelievable. Seriously, that was, uh, man, I, I think I got goosebumps like 20,000 times during, uh, <laughs> during that story. That was incredible. I'm curious. Yeah, it's from... just, oh, go ahead. It's crazy. Oh, I was just going to say like the, the idea that, that, you know, one of the, one of the most uh, useful, uh, skills, uh, that I, that I implemented during, during this whole, um, endeavor was, you know, everything has an ending every, every nothing. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's kind of sad, but nothing lasts forever, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) but that's, but that was something that was really important to like, keep in mind, uh, you know, when I was having like those extremely extremely low moments I don't think people realize unless you've uh done something like this or had you know uh certain experiences in your life like it's 
you don't really know like how low and how dark things get and they get pretty dark and they get pretty low. Um, and one of the skills that I've learned, um, is, is just knowing and having the confidence that, that things end and Mm -hmm. knowing that this wasn't going to last forever, even, you know, maybe it was the low, the low moment that wasn't going to last forever or the trail wasn't going to last forever or whatever it was, you know, things, things move on, things move on. And, and, uh, and that was just a, a really important thing for me to keep in mind uh, during this, this uh, endeavor. I, I love that you. So when I was going to ask the question, that was literally like the answer that I think, cause I was going to ask like, <laughs> what is like a one big takeaway that you've gotten oh, from it? I know there's like yeah. a million. So like, that is like, perfect there's right there. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is like so perfect. Like to say like nothing, especially on those long efforts, like just having that, especially when you face those, that adversity on, I mean, the, the phone locking, like, oh my gosh, like, and just yeah. all that crazy stuff happening up front, like to be able to hold that space, I think is, is just so amazing. Do you have like any other, like anyone who wants to, maybe it's not an FKT, maybe it's just like a through hike or just anything like that. What would kind of be like your best piece of advice for someone kind of going to, I know it's like keeping that space, like you mentioned before of like, um, you know, just, just knowing that it, it's not always going to be forever. There is an end. Like, I love that part. Is there any other thing that you'd suggest to someone who would want to go after an FKT? I mean, hopefully not yours. Like we want, we want yours to carry <laughs> oh, on. Oh no. Right. <laughs> oh no. Get my FKT man. FKTs are made to be taken. So I, I, I really hope that, and I can see so many holes in my, in, in my adventure where I could have gone faster. It is a hundred percent. Like I hope, so, I hope some badass lady goes after it soon. I, I don't want it to stand for too long. That is so awesome. <laughs> I love that. Like you are, you are a champion for the community to have that, like, and just, uh, oh man, that, that makes me so happy to hear. Um, so yeah. for maybe someone who's listening and who's like, yeah, I could, uh, maybe go after Katie or just Do like it. anyone, just Do like it. all that stuff. Like what, what kind of like would be your, your, one of your, like your biggest tips or kind of pieces of advice? I would say be in the moment. I think being in the moment is one of the most important things you can do. Uh, and, and just kind of, uh, you know, and, and telling yourself, telling yourself the truth, uh, Mm. you know, our, our brain likes to make up all sorts of tricky little lies about ourselves and being able to spot, you know, where those, where those are and, you know, call, call ourselves out a little bit when we start to, uh, you know, tell ourselves that we can't do something, you know, I hear all the time, oh, I could never do something like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe you could never do something like that. But like you can, but you are capable of like doing things that like you don't think you're able to do. Like you can do those things. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't like to, you know, I don't like it when people are like, oh, I can never do something like that. Or when like, people think they're, oh, I'm, I just went out for like a two mile run today and you run like 50. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like you got out, like you, you did something. And that's like the most important thing is that people, you know, can, can give themselves space and be in the moment and, and, you know, allow themselves to dream big. And if that's like something that you want, you want to run an ultra, you want to do a long trail, you want to set an FKT, you know, see if you can. You're not going to know unless you try. Mm, I love that. And I think it speaks volumes to like your, your first experience too. Like when you were like, Oh, like, can I do this? And then you showed yourself and it was like, wow, this is like possible. And like, I love how you say it, like, you'll never know unless like you go out and try. And I think it's like, to your point, like just collecting those experiences that like build that belief inside of you to circumnavigate like the lies and everything that, that the brain can throw at you at your lowest moments. I mean, and you are, you are just the epitome of that with, with not just this, this record, but everything that you've done, you know, in your career and, and everything that's ahead for you, which I'm, I'm so excited to, to follow your journey and to, to see you crush more challenges and races and things ahead for you. Like, seriously, I've, I, I'm just so stoked to see 
what's next for you and everything. And for our listeners here who want to follow along your journey, which I encourage everybody to do, like, seriously, like I know, you know, for me, I, I will eventually like to do some through hikes. So it's, uh, it's cool to, to follow your journey and uh, kind of tap into your mind and everything of, of what kind of goes through, you know, someone who's just crushed it in, in just amazing fashion. Um, but for anyone who wants to follow you or, or, you know, like basically go along your journey for you, where can they best do so? Uh, Instagram. That's kind of where I'm the most, uh, the most active. That's, that's the place to be some, you'll, you'll get a lot of videos of my doggies, but, uh, I, I, I do share my outdoor endeavors as well. <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, dog, and- dog pictures and videos are the best. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I will put uh, your, your social media tag in the, uh, in the show notes. So everybody please follow Katie. Seriously, Katie, this was amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations again on your just amazing effort. And thank you for, for taking us on the journey. Like I think, uh, I just, I always love to, uh, to be alongside the person vicariously and just to hear it. And, and, and by the way, you crushed it for, for that first like recap, like that was, uh, that was oh, amazing, thank you. my friend. So good. So good. I was sitting here like wishing I had some popcorn. It was so good. Oh, uh, good. That was great. Well, thank you, Katie. I appreciate you. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Joe. It was, it was a pleasure talking. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Everyday Ultra Podcast. Appreciate you listening in. And if you have any topics or guests or suggestions for the show, I would love to hear that because I want to make sure this show is so valuable to you that I'm able to provide all the things that you're looking for to become a better endurance athlete every day. So if you have those things, feel free to send them over to me on Instagram at Joe Corsione. That is my handle, J-O-E-C-O-R-C-I-O-N-E. And I'm more than happy to fit it into the show, reach out to the guests that you're looking for, and ultimately give the value that you're looking for. Um, If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it. Uh, Would love to get more ultra runners and uh, people in the ultra endurance community listening to this podcast, because the more this podcast grows, the better we're able to serve you as well. And so thank you so, so much again for listening in. I tell you, I do not take it lightly. And remember, my friends, become a better endurance athlete every single day. Take care.